Bodega, 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 alpha and omega. <coughs> Siamese sailors sell celery sandwiches. So wing about a serving platter. Hey, Jamie. Yes. Uh, did uh, did you want to try reading that line on the script there? Oh, yeah, let's see. Uh, you could say big when you bundle your home and auto with Progressive, that one? Yes. Yeah, no, I'm just not warmed up yet. Shouldn't be long. Detector test. Bundle your home and auto with Progressive today. The marmot mangled my mushu pork pancake. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Hello, my friends. It's Andy at the Andy Falco Show coming to you live from California. And uh, I'm going to really try to stay focused today. <laughs> I know yesterday I did three shows and uh, I could not stop. I, I wanted to do a fourth one right after I got done doing that third one. But uh, and today there's so much going on. Right. I, I just discovered today, if you if you don't uh, listen to the Dan Bongino show uh, podcast or watch him on YouTube, uh, just a great new revelation about how stupid Democrats are, how stupid uh, uh, Hillary Clinton is and all the rest of them, Comey, Obama and Biden, is that the uh, Steele dossier was actually taken from an article in the Wall Street Journal in 2007, I want to say, 2007, uh, that the correlation between that story and what ended up being in the Steele dossier is the same. Why is that significant? Because Donald Trump wasn't around as far as a political figure in 2007. <laughs> so this thing, all they did was change some names. Oh, it was great stuff. All right. So I want to talk about that, but I'm not going to talk about that. I want to talk about this issue in regard to crime. But then I also saw some teachers protesting. Uh, you know, just they're going to, you know what? It's going to backfire. It's going to backfire on the teachers unions. It's going to backfire on teachers who uh, want to keep schools closed because they want more money. Um, I think the teachers protesting probably are part of the leadership of the, of the teachers union. That's the only thing I can figure because most teachers I know, they want to go back to work. There are a few that say, I don't want to die. Uh, but uh, even though uh, there's many countries and studies that says that, that children will pass it on. Uh, and I just want to, I want to point out one thing and then I'll get to the crime uh, issue in regard to the show. I know I, I get, I get uh, people that, that, uh, you know, call me and say, you know what, you're, you, I'd love your show, but every so often you go off track. I know, but I just want to cover this because she's holding a sign that says, follow the CDC, follow CDC recommendations. And I see these signs that say that, like they all copied each other. Like they didn't have a new thought and you can tell that none of them have done their research. Not, you know, that's one of the problems with protesters and media people is that they, they don't, they don't, <laughs> they don't know what systemic means. Uh, they don't know that racism, uh, that racism in law enforcement has been debunked, uh, you know, by some of the biggest colleges and universities uh, and the FBI, that it, that it really does not exist. I mean, it, it, they don't do their research. It's a crazy thing because the CDC has never 
ever encouraged schools to close. To close, the CDD has never encouraged schools to close. They're closed because of Democrat, mostly run cities and these crazy unions because they thought, oh, we close them. And then, you know, if we will demand if we open them, uh, that we can't open them unless they give us more money, unless they defund the cops, unless they like the, the union there in L.A. So the, the CDC has never encouraged uh, schools to open or uh, to close. Um, they encourage all schools to open. Currently, they have said that all schools, not just schools in the north, not just schools in the in the center of the United States all schools to open. Uh, they've encouraged all schools to open. Again, because they've never encouraged them to be closed, number one. <laughs> but they've also... And then the last thing is um, uh, they see schools, the CDC has said, uh, the uh, Robert Red, Redfield, uh, the director, says that the, their, their position is they see schools as a vital part of our society and um, greater, and it's a greater risk if schools stay closed. That's what the CDC says. And I see these dimwits protesting, keep schools closed because the CDC follows. Well, the CDC says open schools. I, 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 you may want to rethink your signs. Uh, the, your sign is, is not making your point. As a matter of fact, it's making the other point. All right. Uh, again, before I get into the crime thing, I want to talk about tomorrow's show. You're not going to want to miss this. I'm having the author, number one best-selling author, international number one best-selling author in 25 categories across Amazon, um, uh, Deanna Lorraine. She ran for Congress against Nancy Pelosi, and she's going to be talking about what she learned about running against Nancy Pelosi and the swamp. And uh, I cannot wait to hear what she has to say. It's going to be very, very interesting. And then a bunch of other stuff, how, how you can make a difference uh, in your community as a, as an as a maybe not an activist per se, but just as a person speaking up, uh, speaking of people speaking up, uh, but make sure tomorrow, tomorrow, uh, make sure and watch. Uh, it'll be uh, 630 uh, p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Deanna Lorraine, international number one bestselling author, ran for Congress in the most recent race against Nancy Pelosi. I cannot wait to hear what she has to say about what's happening. So make sure and come for that show. So, uh, uh, again, talking about speaking out, there's two people. That right now that I just admire and they're both women and um, I just cannot tell you I mean it's just they're amazing uh, people one has been proving herself for a long period of time and my, one just hit my radar today this morning <laughs> and I'm a great admirer I've already seen her twice online talking about this very issue but the first one uh, I gotta I gotta give a shout out to Kaylee uh, uh, McAnally nanny uh, and uh, she is amazing uh, she is incredible. She's prepared. Um, she thinks ahead. Um, she maps out, you know, exactly what is to be said. And she just burns the media. Not only that, she triggers the comments on Twitter like crazy. They attack her like crazy and they're nuts about it. They call her such nasty, horrible names and liar. And that's all. She's a liar. And I always want to say, and I do sometimes, I come and I say, okay, what is it? Tell me what she lied about. <laughs> I, if she lied, I, I want to know. And they go, ah, F you. That's all they say. Like, well, that's, it, that's not an answer to my question. I want to know. Oh, you, you said she's a liar. I want to know what she lied about. Why? I, I, I mean, that's a good question, right? I, I, I think it is. You're, you're taking the time to type on Twitter that what she just said is a lie. Tell me how I can fact check that. And, but yet they never do. They never come up with anything. Uh, but she is amazing. And she's spectacular in the way that she handles the media and points at them and says, 
uh, go ahead. And then, and then they just don't let up. And then she just has a face that's just like, you're an idiot. Like you can hear her say you are an idiot. And she's, she won't say that because she's very nice. She's much nicer than I am. Um, I would say that you're an idiot. <laughs> You're an idiot, but that's her. That's not really her uniform. Obviously, a friend of mine just uh, texted that to me. Uh, he thought I'd get a kick out of it, but yeah, she's she's a superhero. She's fantastic. All right, I'm gonna share my screen with one more person. I just want to give props. And that, let me see a couple comments here coming on. Hey, Jordan, nice to see you. I was just getting ready to talk about you. Uh, Amy, nice to see you. Val, nice to see you. Jordan, uh, Kaylee is a badass. I know. Uh, well, here's another badass for you. Uh, I'm not sure she's gonna appreciate me saying that. <laughs> She might, she might not. Um, and, um, oh shoot. I think it's this one. Please be the right one. Bam. There it is. Jordan Pisano. She's on right now. She's comment. So feel free to comment. If you have not, most of you that have commented already are on my personal page. Watch this video. Um, it is not in now. You know what? Um, uh, she's amazing. <laughs> and, and, and she calls out the incident in regard to George Floyd in a way that is just very truthful and very honest. And uh, I know that if I talk about it sometimes that it could sound like I'm, I'm biased because I am law enforcement uh, and, uh, and, and come off this way, but you're going to want whatever she's Jordan's doing. Uh, I don't know, but I think uh, God has her taking, uh, taking her in a special place right now because she was already on again with her mom just a second ago. I I'm late because uh, of watching her and her mom. Uh, uh, on the show, but um, just watch that video. Go to my personal page and just uh, just watch your video. It, it'll it'll be very meaningful for you. Um, again, I, I think Jordan's probably 22, 23. How old are you? You look like 22. You're maybe 26 or something like that. I'm not sure how old you are. Um, but um, uh, yes, Amy, thank you <laughs> for agreeing with me. She's amazing. And she's an up and coming. Uh, she's been compared to uh, Candace Owens already uh, by a hater, not by a lover. <laughs> And I think that she thought that was great. And I, I think that that is fantastic. So 22. Yeah. So you're 22 years of age. Uh, uh, I, I, I was going to say woman of color, but I don't even know what to say because, you know, I'm so scared. Right. A, a, a black woman, uh, you know, half black and half uh, uh, Norwegian, I think, is the other half. Uh, whatever. I don't care what you are. You're just a, a 22 year old woman getting on speaking your mind about the truth. Right. Uh, and, and somehow when you speak the truth and again, I I, I feel your pain because I, I, that's why I do the show now is because somebody had to speak out and tell the truth because there were so many lies being told about law enforcement. There are so many being, lies being told about the George Floyd incident. Not that he deserved to be murdered. That is not what I'm saying. I'm saying that there's a lot of things that occurred after that, that he was the, the cops were arrested where they're fired. They're arrested. They're being prosecuted. What more do you want? You say, well, they're giving special print. No, he was fired. <laughs> he was arrested and charged. And I said, I gave you the crimes that he should have been charged with. And, 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 and speaking that truth and speaking that, that honesty gets people to, to, to call you names. But uh, you, I, you're lucky. You got called a good one, Captain Owens. I wasn't called uh, 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 Charlie Kirk. I wasn't called um, uh, a number of other people that I could have been called. Right? I wasn't called Hannity or uh, Tucker. <laughs> I was called an asshole. I was called a mother effer. I was called a Nazi. I was called a communist. I was called a baby killer. I've been called, you name it, I've been called it. So Jordan, 22 years of age, age speaking out on the side of truth, right? And I don't even try to say, uh, you know, I, although I, I do uh, love what Trump has done. I love how he's, uh, you know, exposed the nitwits in our, in our, in our, in our uh, country, including Republicans. Um, uh, and, and it's about truth, Right. It, it isn't always necessarily about Trump. I know you 
Democrats that are watching that, that don't speak up like you used to um, think that everything has to do with Trump, that he's, you know, he's so stupid and dumb and so and so inadequate, yet he's responsible for everything in the world. <laughs> how do you make those two correlations? I'm not sure how you make those two things. But truth is amazing. I want to read something from my um, my book here. I read it yesterday. I'm going to read it again. And this kind of speaks to what Jordan's doing and what I'm trying to do and what everybody else is trying to do. Uh, and that is to understand what God uh, is doing here. And this book is called The Utmost for His Highest. It's a, um, a daily journal, uh, uh, Oswald Chambers. And it was edited by James Riemann. This is the book I'm reading right here. And just yesterday, there's just a couple lines. I just want to I just want to re read these again. I, I did it yesterday, but God does not give us uh, the, God does not give us an overcoming life. He gives us life as we overcome. The strain of life is what builds our strength. If there is no strain, then there will be no strength. And so sometimes we need to speak out knowing that it's going to call a cause a strain. But that is, that's what God has called us to do, right? He doesn't, he hasn't called us to be silent. He hasn't called us to hide under a rock because we know the truth, right? It, we know, oh shoot, we know the truth. Oh, I'm not going to say anything because it might upset somebody and they might call me Candace Owens. No, we don't. <laughs> no, God has not called us to hide under a rock when we know the truth. He has called us to speak out because in our strain, in the stress, in, 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 in everything that's going to be thrown at us, the daggers that are going to be thrown at us, that we will be able to build an armor and some strength from it and, and overcome. And, um, and, and that is one of the things I've been speaking out every day. And I know it may get boring to you guys. And I, and I talk about this all the time that you, your, your silence is what's killing you and it will catch up to you at some point. You're going to have to speak out because I hear people all the time. I get messages all the time. People, well, I see your thing, but I don't post, I don't comment because I'm afraid somebody might see it and I might get fired. Well, there you go. All right. We need to stop. Um, the uh, the school board, I've been typing the school board and the, uh, uh, the director of our school district and saying, have you been speaking out against Gavin Newsom and his ridiculous shutting down of the schools? And, and, and I mean, the state, of course, but it's a shutting down of the school. What have you done? And I asked the director directly, I said, what have you done to speak out, to push back? I want to hear I want to hear what you've done to push back for our children, because as an educator, you should know that this is hurting our children. Right. You should know as an educator that children are more children are dying because of the shutdown and zero have died of COVID-19. Zero in the state of California have died of uh, COVID-19. And I'm just talking about the state of California. I know others, but it's been 30 across the United States. Again, horrible. But in our state, zero. But I know of three in the in my world, uh, uh, children that have committed suicide uh, since the um, uh this has been shut down. Friends of mine that I've worked with in different uh, arenas um, in California. Uh, one of them, I think, might have been in Idaho, but they used to be in California. So I'll, I'll, I'll take it back, too. Uh, but already in, in just my world, uh, there are more children that are dying from the shutdown and, and not uh, from COVID-19. And I and asked, what is it? What is it you've done? You know what it came back as always? It always comes back. It comes back with the unions. It comes back with not all teachers, but some teachers. It always comes back. Well, you know, we're trying to get more money. Right. It's always about funding. It's always about money. And I type back. I said, why is it? It's I, I've never. And, and again, I left him. Oh, I left him kind of a, a open. I have a way of asking questions sometimes <laughs> because I'm, I'm on the stand constantly. And that's what I do for a living is I, I'm in I'm in throw court constantly. Uh, and so I kind of know how to ask questions. But, I, you know, I, I said, what have you done to push back? I didn't like say, you know, have you thought about the children? I just I just let I want to know what you've done to push back 
Well, we really haven't because we know we need the funding. And that's what it came down to, right? The reason that opening schools is not because uh, of, of what it means about the, it's not because they think children are going to get hurt and get sick. That, that wasn't even on the, the answer. That was not on the reply. The reason they're not, well, it's because it's not safe or not safe. For, not, none of that, right? The response was two areas in that response had to do with funding. And so that is why I'm kind of all over the place. And now I'll finally get to the, to the, to the title of the thing. But you can see how someone like myself or maybe even Jordan, that as we begin to do these things, we begin to get hammered with so much stuff because we are hypersensitive now. You know, when you buy a new car, right, you get a new, you know, white pickup truck or, a, a you know, a, a, a silver or a whatever. What's a good color of a Tesla? I don't know. Silver. I don't know. Silver Tesla. You begin to now see white pickup trucks everywhere uh, and you begin to write, see silver, silver Teslas everywhere because now you're hypersensitive to that thing and now it, it catches your attention. That's what's going on in my world right now. Everything, everything crazy in this world that I know, uh, you know, something about or even a little about. Uh, and maybe I even know the truth that now, oh, I got to do a show on that. Oh, I got to talk about that. Oh, I got to take notes about that. And so now I'm all over the place. I just in the time that I was doing this, I got distracted by Jordan and uh, Michelle. Uh, Michelle's uh, Jordan's mom uh, doing a Facebook Live. All right. So I just really want to talk about this issue about crime, high crime, right? We have we have murders rising like by hundreds of percent in some areas, 50 percent in other areas. We have, uh, you know, shootings that are just like, what is it? What was it? 30 shootings or something like 33 shootings in Chicago. Nine people were shot. Um, uh, three of them were children or something like that. Uh, you know, no, a nine-year-old child got shot in the chest and got shot multiple times. The shot in the chest is what killed him. Um, and, and, you know, Black Lives Matter doesn't care about that. They, you never hear them say that. They're too busy burning Bibles, right? They burned a stack of Bibles in Portland uh, last night or the night before. And that's way more important. Let's, let's, you know, everybody, you know, forget what was happening in Chicago, Minneapolis, New York, all the children dying and people getting shot, black killing other blacks. We don't care about that. I need you chop, chop. I need you to get Bibles. We need to burn some Bibles. We're not, don't worry. <laughs> Who cares? Who cares? Who's shooting uh, the blacks in uh, Chicago? Don't really care. Um, that's not really a bother. Let's get our money good together. Everybody get your money together. Uh, uh, Soros, you know, can we get a, can we get a couple million dollars? We need some stuff for, so we need some Bibles we need to burn. And, you know, don't, you know, don't worry about these other communities. So you have all that going on and nobody really cares. Uh, and so that's why Black Lives Matter is a fraud and a, a, a terrorist group because all they care about is tearing down our cities. And it's really democratic city, cities. And there's some aspect that I just sometimes don't want to care, but I have to care because I have, I have a law enforcement background where I care even when people don't care about themselves. Do you understand that? As a cop, we often go into places and go into on the calls and care about people who don't care about themselves. And our job is to care, right? We have to care. We have no choice. And it's kind of, it's, it's either genetic or it's something that builds over time. And I'm going to tell you, the truth is there are some cops where it goes the other direction where they begin to stop caring. That's where you begin to get these things that go on. And it's because we get beat down so much and we've never been more beat down than we're beat down right now. Right, because you have more cops that are retiring, you got more cops that are just quitting, you got more cops that are choosing not to, or potential cops that are choosing not to become cops because they're going, Why would I want to be a cop? Because it's too dangerous. If I hurt somebody, I'm either going to be fired or arrested anyway. So, why should I even take a chance of, be, of going in? So, that brings me to why there's high crime and there's low crime. Um, one other thing before I get on that, I want to address that you know, I've been wondering, and you know, if you watch my show, that I've been wondering why. So many cops who I tell them, I said, cops today, you're crazy if you're going to work. 
I'm retired now, so I can choose not to go to work, but um, uh, I got in a car accident. It was a very serious one and I ended up being medically retired. But um, you had, uh, you have cops that are, you know, dressing up in their, in their uniform every night, going out on patrol or going to these riot areas, knowing that if they hurt somebody, they're probably going to be fired or they're going to be uh, prosecuted for a crime. And, and I, and I, and I wonder why and I can't, I can't, it was, I was like fracking my head. Like, why are you going? And I know that what I talked about before that you have this innate desire to help people, even when they don't want to be helped. I know that that's in there, but at some point, dudes, you got kids, you got wives and that kind of stuff. I go, why are you doing that? And it hit me. Now it's going to sound bad. It really is going to sound bad. Why? Some of them are still going out, but I can tell you there is, there is one reason. It's probably not the only reason they do want to help. They do want to do, want to do, they do want to do the right thing. Um, they do want to still say, you know what? I don't care. We're still going to fight for what is right. And we're still going out there. There's them, but they're also now getting paid way more than they were getting paid before. How do I know this is because you have so many leaving now that there's a shortage. You have uh, coverage for the city that is required based on, you know, uh, union contracts. You got police unions and you got union contracts that you there's these the, the, the base number of patrol officers in a, a city. That's usually in a contract, not always, but usually in a contract that it is it is not within our contracts for for you, chief of police or mayor to in a city that has, say, 300,000 people uh, to put out, you know, 10 cops. That's dangerous. Right. There's not that's not enough because there's so many calls are going on and sometimes we have to go alone because there's not enough cops and that's dangerous. So in our in our contracts, we say you need to have at least 30 cops on patrol when you have 300,000. people. I'm just throwing out a number. I'm not saying that's correct. I'm just telling, giving you a number. So and instead of 10, there should be 30. Right. And so already you're, you're you've got this issue that you don't have cops out there on the beat you know, that are shorthanded, but then you need three, 30 or cops or 40 cops surrounding a, a, an area that is being looted and rioted. And so they're not going home that, you know, they're doing 20 hour shifts and they're sleeping in their cars and going right back to work. Uh, and I know this because I was told by a friend of mine recently, who's in one of these areas, I'm not going to burn them off or anything, but he's going, man, we're making crazy money right now. <laughs> And that you have to change your exemption because you want to make sure that you're not going to lose all that in taxes. And the money is crazy. So I just want you to know, uh, Democrats, uh, BLM, Antifa, and I hope that I'm not doing something bad. I'm trying to think if this is not a good idea, is that uh, it's kind of like when somebody says, hey, I'll see you in court. And you see a cop get a smile on his face and he goes, okay, <laughs> because they get paid overtime to go to court. It, it, unless you're in the uh, motor and traffic, uh, in most cases, you get paid overtime to go to court. So when somebody yells, you, I'm going to see you in court, because what happens is you go to court and then after court, you go to work and then you work your, you know, 10, 12 hours, depending on what it is you're working. Uh, and so that's one thing the, the, the thing about the, 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 the crime, the high crime is that here's, here's why, and it, it, that we have high crime. And then it's, it appears in some of these cities that there's not as much lower level crimes. And I'm going to address the high crime, which is easy, right? We're, we're letting out more prisoners in California alone. We let out thousands. I think it's somewhere there of 10 or 15,000. I don't I should have looked up the number to be exact. Thousand prisoners that were convicted criminals, gang members that are being let loose back out into the community who now have scores to cash in on who are now out, right? So you have more criminals are out. You have less cops. You have more cops that are being dedicated to other things 
And that leaves them wide open to now carry guns and have guns handy more so than they have ever had before, right? It's just easier now. You don't get caught. In New York, right, they dismantled uh, the 600-person unit, which was working undercover, specifically to handle the high crime type of things, robberies with guns, uh, drive-by shootings, um, uh, gang members, uh, you know, walking around trying to settle scores again with guns and that kind of stuff. And so you have these undercovers who are out there, 600 of them in a fairly small uh, square uh, mile area of, uh, of, a, of a city that was actually keeping a, a handle on people carrying guns because they go, shoot, we can't carry guns because we don't know who's who's infiltrating us and watching us. So we got to, you know, the guns aren't readily available. But now with less cops on in the uh, on patrol, less undercover cops available to keep a lid on things that are going on. It's just easy, right? It's easy to understand that now crime begins to rise because you have more criminals have been released. They've been released in Chicago. They've been released in uh, uh, New York and Minneapolis. That is something the Democrats have been doing now for not, not just during the pandemic, but especially during the pandemic is releasing more criminals into the communities. Now you have more gang members. You have more people walking around with guns. They feel a little bit more bold to be able to carry around some guns. And so now we have more murders because it's easier now. Uh, and now somebody looks at a guy and now they, or before they didn't have guns, they would make eye contact. You looking at me? No, you looking at me? No, you look, are you looking at me? Right. And now it turns into a gunfight instead of a fist fight because now they are right now they feel like they can carry guns. And so you see this happening uh, and the kind of the boldness of, uh, of criminals to be walking around with guns where they might not normally do that. So that's easy. Why is there less level crimes? Well, there's a there's a couple different reasons. And I, I pointed out this before, but there's a another reason that I didn't think about. Dan Bongino brought it up or somebody else brought it up. And I go, that that is another reason. I didn't think about that. So one reason is New York and Los Angeles in particular, and it could be with all these other areas, is they stopped arresting for low level, level crimes. So you can literally shoplift in L, in the LA area and maybe even some in Orange County areas, I'm not sure, but I know for sure in the LA County areas, uh, LAPD and LA County uh, and other LA areas is that you uh, can shoplift as long as it's under five or $600. I can't remember what the level is now. Um, as long as it's under that level, they won't arrest you. Uh, and they may stop you and kick you out, uh, but you just get stopped and kicked out. You, there's no, you don't, there's I mean, a report isn't generated and an arrest isn't generated. Without a report and arrest, it doesn't go into any database that there was any crime, right? So where you used to have, uh, and there's a lot of shoplifting, trust me, I, on, I, on a patrol uh, during the times that um, businesses like Target are open and Walmart, uh, in my area that I worked, it was called Sector 2 in the city of Anaheim, was a Target and uh, a, a Walmart and I don't know if Walmart was around. What is it? There was some other stuff. I can't remember the other stores. Um, but um, every day we were, I was there. Every day I was taking a, a, a petty theft uh, arrestee uh, and either citing them out at the scene or arresting them because they, it was like their third time doing it or they had prior arrest for uh, and then it became a felony. And so that's in the good old days when you would arrest somebody for doing little things. Right. That's how you keep high crime down because you arrest for the small things. All right. So now we no longer arrest for the small things in New York. No longer do you arrest for the small things. You jump a turnstile to go to the subway. Uh, eh, who cares? Let them go. You uh, get caught shoplifting. Ah, not a big deal. Uh, they don't even probably get the stuff back. And so without those arrests, without those stats going into the system, they are less. All right, so why don't we see burglaries and robberies, say in New York and maybe even in Los Angeles? Well, it's because we have less people out walking around. Uh, number one, for the robberies, there's just less people walking around. 
because people are not walking around, right? It's just not as, and I can see an area still here where I live where it's not as active as it usually is. And even driving down the freeway in California, there's just nobody going out and doing stuff. And so you have less people to be robbed, especially in downtown New York, whatever that is in New York City and in um, uh, Brooklyn, that kind of, the walking around traffic is way gone just not present. I've seen pictures where it's just not happening. And so that's where the crime would happen of robberies and um, um, pickpockets and muggings and all that kind of stuff that, that, that can go on in this type of thing. All that is down too. So no, no, again, they're not arresting for low level crimes, uh, malicious mischief, of course not malicious. You can destroy any building. Nobody cares anymore. Right? So they're not arresting for those things. There's not the availability of victims is another thing. And then burglaries are not occurring because why? Because everybody's home. I'm home. My neighbor across the street is home where they normally work. The neighbor over there is home because they're normally at work. The neighbor over there is home because there's no, there's there's no empty homes to be burglarized. And so now we're not, are also not seeing burglaries because people are home. So you see, right? You see these people, these pundits on the, on the news saying, well, you know, crime actually is down. <laughs> yeah, but people are dying at the higher rate. People are getting killed. Uh, and so it is not a fair statement, as I've heard recently, and it's kind of frustrating. Uh, people, well, you know, crime overall is down, so it really is not that bad of a deal. It's really not that bad. Um, well, all right. <laughs> yeah, just don't walk outside and get killed. And, and why, why would the city of South Minneapolis put out a little flyer to tell you how not to be a victim of a crime, right? To not go out by yourself. Right. You, you have the city government saying in our city, we're defunding the cops. We're dismantling the police, uh, you, you know, and most likely in the next couple of months. And so what we want you to do, prepare to do is that you now you can no longer go out by yourself. We just want you to know that we want you to know also that you may just have to give up your phone to somebody else. If they say they want it, you just should probably give it to them. And you know what? Don't don't wear any jewelry or have any you know valuables in your pocket because, you know, somebody might take it. We won't do anything about it because we don't have any law enforcement. And as a matter of fact, we've stopped um, uh, prosecuting for those types of crimes. So just understand if you don't have it with you, then we won't have a problem, right? And as long as you are going packs to places and never go anywhere by yourself, you'll be safe. <laughs> Not a big deal. And as long as you give up your phone and don't fight for your phone, everything will be okay. All right. Uh, and then later on, after we get done doing all this, we're going to take all your weapons. I just want to make sure that you understand that uh, after November, when Joe Biden wins, um, we're then going to start moving towards taking all your weapons because we don't think you should have guns. We're taking away the police. We're making sure that you walk together, right? You walk as a group. So you're not going to need a gun. And so then we're just going ahead and take your guns from you. And so that is what our world is going to look like. And if you don't think it is, then just keep believing uh, the, your, your Democratic um, uh, leadership and go ahead and vote them in. Uh, uh, vote in the uh, the vessel, otherwise known as Biden, who is literally, according to some sources, um, uh, is is losing his mind uh, and worse every day that it's happening. And I told you this, right? And I, and I love being right. Jordan's right too. Jordan's going to be right. She's going to be uh, uh, spewing things like I spew. And that is, you know, I have been right more often than I've been wrong. I have yet, I think, I'm not sure anybody's proved me wrong on something yet. There, there probably is something. Uh, and don't go trying now. Somebody's going to go try to prove me wrong on something. But I've been proving it. Months ago, I said, I remember the show that I did. I said, you know what? What happens with mental declination? Did I just make up a word? I may have just made up a word. Where the mind begins to go into decline and dementia begins to set in. And Alzheimer's, and, and people know this. I, I'm not the only one who knows this. Other people out there have 
have had either grandparents or parents have gone through this. And it's not a happy thing. It's not a good thing. I'm not making light of it or anything like that. But it happens fast. Like once it begins to happen, it, it, it happens very quickly, right? Up to, I'm just going to use an age. I'm not saying this is what age it happens. I'm just saying, I'm going to say it's 77. So say it's 77, you, uh, no, let's say it's 76. You're perfectly fine. You're talking, holding conversations, going, oh, do you remember when, you know, 10 years ago we went to blah, 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 and you can spout off stuff. And, oh, there's this passage in the Bible, you know, verse, blah, 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 and you're able to spout that. And then 77, you know, you hit that age and all of a sudden you go, oh, oh what's that verse, right? Yeah, that first sign, like, God, I used to know that verse, like the back of my hand. Now I can't remember the name of it, right? Uh, but then, but again, it begins to happen a little bit more and then a little bit more. And then, then it begins to just happen very quickly. This is where we're at on Biden. I'm, I'm hoping he can make it to November uh, because, and again, I, I hope he can make it. I hope he recovers. I hope he gets well. I pray for his wellness. I'm not like Nancy Pelosi, and I'm not really praying. I just say that I'm praying, but I do pray that he is okay because uh, he's a human being. He's a human being in our world. He's an American. Um, but I pray that he doesn't have any pain or discomfort, but it's not our fault that the DNC has propped him up for whatever reason to be their nominee. It is not my fault. You are the idiots who, who approve this and allow it to happen. Again, your silence on that issue is your own fault. Our silence on the issues we're suffering for right now is our fault. Our, our unwillingness to speak truth and fact earlier than now, I'm ashamed that I did not speak out earlier because I knew things earlier and I didn't say anything about it. I'm ashamed of myself for not doing that. I wish I would have came out earlier with the things that I knew to be true. And I didn't because like you, I was concerned that it was going to cause me more grief than it was going to be worth. It is worth it. Trust me. It is worth it to save our union, to save the United States of America, to save our state. The state of California is, is messed up and horrible and nasty crap on the streets in San Francisco that you have to walk over, even in Los Angeles. Right? It, it, it's, we can save it. We can wash it. We can make it all nice again. I know we can but I'm ashamed of myself that I didn't speak up earlier, but I'm going to speak up now and I'm going to make up for it. I promise you. But it's your fault, Democrats. You didn't speak up when they were making Biden your nominee for president of the United States. It is your fault. And I hope that you're stuck with him all the way to the election. I hope so. Uh, because the reason being is because they may bring somebody else in and now I have to come up with, we have to now, you know, come up with a whole bunch of stuff. Now, Hillary won't be that hard because there's, there's plenty. We just repeat, you know, but with more, with more information than we had before. She is an evil, nasty human being, right? Her and Biden and, and, and uh, Obama, what they did to Trump, even prior to him being elected president, what they did and what they continue to do after he got elected is despicable. I don't, I, it is just shocking that the media is doing nothing, saying nothing about it. Nobody cares that a, a presidential candidate was spied on based on a lie that I now today learned for the first time that it was based on an article that was written in 2007 in the Wall Street Journal. How ridiculous is that? That they knew that they say that this guy that they hired to create this dossier, the Steele dossier, what the, the author of the article is the guy who also just kind of repurposed it into the Steele dossier that they are so dumb that they don't know at some point, someday, somebody's going to find out. They're going to be able to do a search on Google. Something's going to happen and they're going to find that it's connected to that article. Uh, you, you got some really stupid people in your Democratic Party. And the fact that you are ignoring it and you're okay with it. And the reason I say that the Democratic Party is also BLM, um, uh, uh, Antifa, 
and far left and Bernie bros, you're all the same to me. There's no difference between the voters, the, the, the politicians and all those groups. You're all the same. Because like on the Hill today during a Senate uh, a, a hearing, uh, not one Democrat senator called out the uh, Seattle or, uh, um, uh, gosh, Oregon, Oregon, um, Portland. Wow. Portland, Oregon. Uh-oh. Did I, <laughs> did, am I having one of those moments? Portland. Did they, uh, they, they did not even one time speak negatively against anything that they were doing over there. They encouraged it, right? Nadler said it's a myth, Right. So now you know better than that. You are encouraging Antifa. You like what Antifa is doing. You like what BLM is doing. You are encouraging uh, uh, de Blasio goes out there and helps them paint the street. You are all connected now. There is no separation. I remember there was a time when Democrat, well, that's the far left. No, it is no longer the far. You are the far left. The Democrats are the far left. They are BLM. They are Antifa. They are all the same. Um, and it, it, it is all connected. All right. I'm sorry. I went on a really long time on and I kind of went all over the place and this wasn't supposed to be that. But uh, Jordan got me all fired up <laughs> on things that were on topic, but also about truth. And I'm so glad you all stuck with me on this. Uh, I will try to be more organized. Well, for sure tomorrow, because I'm interviewing. Um, here we go. Let me show this graphic again. <clears throat> uh, the great author, the uh, number one bestselling author of Taking Back America. I can't wait to hear from Deanna uh, Lorraine. Uh, and I cannot wait to hear what she has to say, what happened when she's right. God, can you imagine? I mean, it's like running for president, right? And being a Republican, being Donald Trump. I can't imagine what Nancy Pelosi's team did to discredit or disgrace or what. I, I know there has to be something with that's happened to Deanna Lorraine that because she's going to, I'm, I'm going to tell you what happened to me uh, running against Nancy, Nancy Pelosi. Nasty. Hey, that's, I've never heard anybody say Nasty Pelosi. Has anybody else said that? Did I just make that up? From now on, she's Nasty Pelosi. <laughs> I make myself laugh. Nasty Pelosi. All right. I can't wait to hear what she has to say about Nasty Pelosi. <laughs> I swear, I've only had one drink of this beer. I wasn't going to have a beer, but I got all I got all crazy. I needed, uh, you know, a little, a little something to calm me down. All right. So tomorrow, 6.30 Pacific Standard Time. Me and Deanna, Lorraine, number one best-selling author, international best-selling author. We're going to talk about taking America back and our experience about running against Nancy Pelosi. So make sure you do that. And I didn't talk, not talk about one of my sponsors. What a dummy. All right. Today's happycoffee.com. For those of you that are still on, <laughs> just go there. Try out some of the coffee. Try the lemonade. Try the, the, the Georgia peach. It's fantastic. And um, it has nootropics. It um, helps with dopamine and helps you. That's why it's called Happy Coffee. Today's happycoffee.com. Go there, order some coffee, order some lemonade, order some tea, uh, and uh, read all the information because they have some supplements that you can take with it that just help with um, uh, uh, hunger suppression. Suppression? Suppression. Hunger suppression. Is that right? Uh, appetite suppression. That's what I'm looking for. Appetite suppression. I have lost so much weight. It's incredible. Um, if you've not seen my before and after picture, just scroll down on my personal page. If you're not part of my personal page, what I'm going to do, I'm eventually going to bring it to the show. It's just embarrassing. It really is embarrassing how I let myself go about a year ago, six months to a year ago. And uh, like, I didn't even, I mean, you don't even notice, right? It's, it's really crazy. And you see it in a picture and you go, wow, what? 
what did you do <laughs> or what did you not do right uh, you got to put less food in your mouth and move a little bit more and that's really you know and for most people gonna do but i needed a little bit of help i needed some uh that appetite suppression suppressant that appears to be in the coffee and in the other uh, drinks and it really has changed my uh my my feeling in my life and i feel great all right so go to today's happycoffee.com get one of those things or all of them doesn't i use them all i, I get them all uh and then for cbd you go to today's cbdo.com the best cbd on the planet uh made by Vaseo, one of the top 50 healthcare companies in the world as liposome technology is patented and um, it is a great, great product. Today's CBDoil.com. Go there to get some CBD oil. And then we have all the rest of the Vaseo products, which are um, just fantastic. Core Complete is a vitamin pack that if you don't take it, you're crazy. Um, my fingernails grow. I can almost see my fingernails grow. That's kind of the gauge for me to see how much nutrients are in the supplements I take <laughs> and that I sleep fantastic and that I feel fantastic. And overall, my health is great. My, my blood pressure has never been lower. Uh, Vaseo, I believe, had a hand in that. I can't make any claims, but I can tell you um, all these products. Today's happycoffee.com, today's CBD oil, and today's Vaseo.com. Go there and get some of the products. They're all guaranteed. If you don't like them, you, you sip them back and they'll give you your money back. All right. Uh, COVID 10. What? COVID 10? What are you talking about? Carol, please. We, it's, it's bad enough we had those murdering hornets or whatever they're called, murdering <laughs> murdering things. Uh, and then we have shark attacks going on right now. We have uh, tornadoes in New York and hurricanes. Um, you know, what? You know, oh, I, I shouldn't say it. I was going to say something about something else. I, I, I just, never mind. Fat. I'm so confused. Um, COVID-10. Hmm. I'm sure it was good. I'm sure it's good. I just don't understand it. What is your favorite Bible verse? Oh, my favorite Bible verse. I'm going to bring it up. I have it. I think. Hold on. My favorite Bible verse. I'm going to get a tattoo. I keep talking about the tattoo I'm going to get. And then the pandemic hit and I didn't get it. Do I still have it on here? Oh, man. No. Gosh, don't I want to show it to you? Uh, maybe it's still. I'm gonna, I wanted to show it on the screen. Uh, uh, I'm not gonna be able to do it. I'm, I'm trying too hard. All right, anyway, it's, it's James 1, 2 through 3. Uh, James 1, 2 through 3, consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Oh, that uh, I heard that. You know, I've heard it before, right? Do you know what I'm talking about? The other day, I said something. Let me take down some of these graphics that are up. And thank you for asking that, Elola Lema. <laughs> you know what's so funny about Twitter? Uh, no, that's Twitch. That's Twitch commenting. Um, uh, is that in Twitch and Twitter, you, you guys have names and you can never figure out what they are. It's almost it's like a puzzle. Um, but um, what's great about that verse, and, I, and I, I, I know that I've heard it before. Again, I, I was agnostic for a very long period of time. I was raised uh, Catholic. I then went agnostic. I was so pissed as a sex crimes detective uh, investigating uh, child abuse and sexual abuse of children and, and women and even men. Um, uh, it, it just, and some of it was in the church and many of my cases involved the church. And I got really mad. I was angry at God. And I, and I think there was a, a bit of time where I hated him and I was really mad and angry. And I told the story and I'm going to tell it another time where I had a, a, a guy uh, that I work with. He tapped me on the shoulder. And he says, I want to tell you that God loves you. And here's a couple of verses. And he gave me these verses. I began to read and it began to change my life. Well, uh, it was not that long after that, that I began to do some other stuff. And then, um, 
um, this verse, you know, I'm sure was said because it's a fairly popular verse, but it was like on a day that I actually heard it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, because I asked somebody, or I know I've had a post and I said, you know, I read this book and I, and I, and I, and I've tried to read it, just read it. And I, and I can't, like, I can't, nothing sinks in. I don't hear it. I read it, but I don't hear it. It's not entering the, this thing right here, this little nut that I have up here. And, and I, and I said, dude, is it, am I the only one? I have to actually say it out loud. And sometimes read it more than once before actually before I actually hear it. But I think this verse, the first time I heard it, I, I don't know why, but I think I started to cry a little bit. I know I've become a little bit of a wuss lately, but it began to it hit me. And I'm going to say it one more time. James 1, 2 through uh, 3. Consider it pure joy. There's that first word, joy. Like joy. Who says joy anymore? Right? Nobody. But when you hear joy, like joy means like, man. Woo! That you're happy, right? Like joy. Like, and I see that as a joy. My brother and sister, whenever you face trials of many kinds, and at the time I was facing a trial, I was going, I was just in the start of a divorce, separating. Um, uh, it was bad. It was horribly bad and nasty. And I read this verse. And again, when you're reading, reading something, it, it sometimes has to do with what you're going through at the time, right? That the Bible is speaking to you and you're, the moment you're going through and what it is you're thinking and what's in your heart and mind and, and, and what, you know, am I going to go left or am I going to go right? Uh, am I going towards God or away from God, right? All that stuff is happening. And then you read a verse that says, consider pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds. And you go, why? Why would I feel why would I consider joy or feel joy when I'm going through such crap, <laughs> right? And it, it's kind of funny. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna have a point. I was gonna end, but uh, uh, Twitch asked me. Uh, you know, whoever that was on Twitch asked me this question, and it's and it's. I think then I just gotta explain myself for those of you that are still watching. So those of you who are still hanging on, is that it's 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 the one of the things that changed my life at that moment. It changed everything. Just those few words. Oops, I hit the wrong thing. Gosh darn it. <laughs> Just those few words, just, um, I just remember, I remember like, God, sh gosh, <laughs> like, uh, let me really think about this. Why should I, and then, and then as it goes on, it's because you know, you know, he's telling me, God is telling me, you know, that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. And I thought, man, do I need perseverance right now? Because I'm ready to give up. I'm ready to stop. I got too many people attacking me. I got too much pressure. I got to make money now, not only to pay for myself, but pay for another household. I got to pay for her car. I got to pay for her cell phone. I got to pay for her, the food that she has in her house for the kids. I got to pay for the food in my house for, for I have five kids, right? Four of them are young. And I'm, I'm I, you know, I'm trying to figure out how am I going to do this? At the moment that I read this, this is what I was going through. And I hated life. And I was beginning to go, God, I was starting to like you. And now I'm going through this too. And I was praying that it wouldn't happen, but it happened anyway. I was going to Christian counselors, hoping that they would help us through this. And they didn't help. And we still went through it, right? And I was on that moment like, God, I about had it with you. <laughs> You're not answering my prayers. And then I see this and it just changed my perspective because I'm thinking, well, this is how you're tested in your faith so that it produces perseverance. And I go, I can't, wait, is there any time that I could stop being tested? But I go, you know what? I'm going to, I'm back in. I'm back in because I am one of those guys that you challenge me, you test me, and I'm going to prove you wrong, right? I, I, even myself. 
right? Even myself, if I have doubt, oh, I can't get up on stage and speak in front of 900 people at Caesar's Palace when I was asked to do that. 900 people at Caesar's Palace. And then again at Planet Hollywood, I think there were 1,500 people in that room I was supposed to speak in. And I felt that doubt, right? Uh, and I go, no, I, there's no doubt in this kid. I'm getting up and I'm going. And I had perseverance, right? I got there and I spoke and it was fantastic. It was fantastic. Uh, I read a number one bestselling book and blah, blah, blah. Everything starts going on. And so this has, has something to do. So now why am I still here talking to you about it after I got this out? Because that's where we're at today, right? That's where we're at today. That's where Jordan is today. If Jordan's still on, I'm not sure if I've, if she's had enough of me and, and, and left yet. <laughs> Well, I didn't know your shows were this long, uh, <laughs> but you know, it's, it's, it's where you're going to be because there's going to be some doubt that's going to hit like, oh, I should have never started. I never should have started this because they're never going to stop attacking me. But I'm telling you, it does get better. I tell you, I have more friends now, more people wanting to be friends now. I'm not sure I'm accepting all of them to be friends, but I'm, I have more friends uh, you know, people that want to be friends on Facebook, more friends that want to follow me on YouTube, more friends that want to follow me on Twitter, more friends, and I'm calling them friends, whatever you want to call it, more people that are want to follow, then are leaving. And I never cancel the crazy libs that are on or the crazy Democrats. I, I'm hoping at some point, maybe I'll, 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 I'll give you something that will go, you know what, you might be right, <laughs> right? I've already had it happen three times. So three times, maybe four. I'm pretty sure it's three. There could be a fourth person who's messaged me and says, you know what? I, uh, two of them were on the fence. Like they have those people that are kind of on the fence. Like I'm really not sure which way I'm going to go. And, she, and they said, well, after listening to you, I'm not on the fence anymore. I am for sure. I get it now. I understand what it is you're talking about. And I, man, I, I ruined my mic here. I hit it. And now there we go. And, um, and now I'm, I'm, I'm switching over. I, I may not become a Republican, but I'm definitely voting for uh, President Trump. Uh, in the future. And then the other two were flat out like they before they were writing some pretty crappy things on my on my pages. And they said, and again, I'm not going to call them out because I have other people that are Republicans that are saying they're scared to speak up. I'm not going to call them out either. But um, they said, you know what? You convinced me. I, 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 I see what you're saying now. It, it took me a while, but I understand now. And now I'm starting to hear what it is you're hearing. And it is crazy. The Democrats are crazy. <laughs> and then I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful to see some people that are on television that were former Democrats, right, uh, that are now switching. On Twitter, you see Democrats that are coming over that are switching. And so uh, it, it, whether that has to do with anything that I'm saying, of course, some of the more uh, uh, popular people are not me. But it's this, it's, this, um, it's this verse. And I see that Carl put one up, too. And I'm not sure what that one is. Carl, can you type or copy and paste what the what that what those verses are? Um, because I'm not I, I'm not that versed in the in the Bible. But in this verse, consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. The United States is going through a trial right now. The United States is going through a trial. This is a living, breathing thing. The country, our country, our America is a living, breathing thing, I believe. And it's going through a trial. It is being tested. And the people that are part of the blood of this country, uh, are, are they going to be the ones that are going to help this country persevere because it's being tested right now and, and push us through the other end so that we can go back to being the greatest country on the planet. We still are. We're just struggling a little bit. We're just in a little bit of a trial. We're still helping other countries. Other countries would fail without us. Many other countries on this planet would fail without us. And we are one of the most giving countries, if not the most giving country on the planet. I know there's going to be countries that will argue with me and say that's not true, but we are one of the most giving. We send fire 
uh, personnel to Australia to fight fires. We send personnel to uh, the Bahamas when there's a, you know, a catastrophic hurricane of some sort. Um, uh, another place where they have earthquakes, we send dogs to do searches uh, in rubble for people that are, uh, you know, may still be alive. Uh, we met, we send blood, we send personnel, we send doctors um, when there's things happening all over the world. We're still, we're sending um, respirators all over the world because we, we didn't need all the respirators that they thought we were going to need because we, we made so many respirators and now they're going out. We are still the greatest country on the planet. We are just going through a trial right now and it, we could fail if we stay silent, but we're being tested. You're being tested, whether you're going to speak out or not. Jordan was being tested, but she decided to speak out. She, she's, she stood up to the test and she, she's, she's holding up and she's producing uh, and, and, and being, and being, and persevering uh, through any hesitation that she may have had before that isn't all gone. Now she may still have some, but it'll go away. And, and all mine is gone too. Uh, and so that's why I wanted to continue that fact. I hope that's okay that I went on, you know, again, you don't have to watch. I know I don't beg you to watch, but, uh, Micah six, eight is a great verse. Uh, a bunch of the, Oh, I thought somebody had, uh, he, Oh, he, here it is. He has shown you, Oh mortal, what is good and what does the Lord require of you to act justly and to love mercy and to walk humbly with God. Oh my gosh, that is good. Dang it. Now I got to put another tattoo. Where am I going to put that one? <laughs> I got to show you or mortal mortal. Yes. But we are strong. What is good? And what does the Lord require of you to act justly, justly and to love mercy and to walk humbly with your God? All right. Thank you, uh, Carl, for putting that up there. I do appreciate that. And that is one that I'm going to have to, I actually going to copy and paste that when we're done with this and put it on my list of, uh, of good verses. That really is a good one. <clears throat> All right. Oh, you're fat. <laughs> I didn't mean, to, didn't mean to put you through that, <laughs> Carol. All right, my friends, uh, don't forget the earthquake yesterday. Oh, yeah, that was a good earthquake. Yeah, we had a little jolt here in your Belinda. It was like, bam! It was like a, just a real quick jolt. Like It was like, eh, like get get up. I was just sitting down on the couch when it happened. And so right after that, I go, you know what? Maybe that's telling me I need to get up and do something else. I got up and did some other stuff. Um, I did say, do not sit down. You got work to do. All right, my friends. Uh, a bunch of the blue are switching to the Red Sea uh, on their own. The ones who really do care are figuring shit out themselves. I love you, Mom, the way you put things. Uh, but true. So true. I'm seeing it. And, I, and I'm praying that it's, it's much larger. If I'm seeing it, that's one thing that I, I believe. If I'm seeing it, then it must be larger. Right? I'm only see. I'm, I'm a small fish right? in this huge, gigantic pond. And if I'm seeing you know, four, five, six people... Uh, and then a couple more on Twitter and then some people on, you know, if that's my, my, my little world, I'm, I'm thinking there must be a much larger crowd that is switching over uh, and seeing the light and seeing truth. Again, it's it, as long as you use truth, it's, it, that's the one thing that they can never battle and they try, right? They try. And it always ends up like this. Uh, you know, I, I say one thing and they come back with this and I give them the truth and they go, you're an asshole. <laughs> That's how it ends because there's, you can't, there's no fight, right? There's no argument for truth. There's against truth. There's, there's only, you're an asshole, right? That's just the way it is. All right, my friends. Uh, I love you for watching. Thank you. Don't forget tomorrow, 6 30 PM. I'm going to be interviewing Deanna Lorraine, um, on her number one bestselling book and finding out how hard it was to run against Nancy Pelosi and the swamp. Um, that is actually the subtitle of her book. And uh, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a good one. So don't miss out. All right, my friends, that is it. I'll talk to you later. Take care. Bye.